All right, all you edgers, you coder queens, and master queer baiters, welcome to another episode of Pod Queens. Woo! I am um, one of the three hosts today. My name is Sajda Wait. Hi. <laughs> I'm, I'm Gamal Sawan. I'm naked from the waist down. <laughs> I'm Jelani Kangson. I I'm mildly impressed. That was it. Was a pretty good for like you, thinking. You worked it. You, I figured something out. I mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's better than me saying. You, I, what did I say the other uh, time? Like one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? One, two, coming for you. Ho-ho! That's gonna come um, up in today's episode. Crazy. Um, of course, we, we ha- have all oh, we have que- to talk about queer things. things. We have what queer you- things to talk about. We have so many queer things to talk about. We're gonna queer the way we talk but, about like, things. Is it okay <laughs> if we can we are we allowed? Is the embargo lifted? Can we talk about RuPaul's Drag Race? Um yeah, by the time this comes out, we can talk about what- it is our podcast. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want. It's I think it's one of the Ten Commandments. If you have a podcast, you can talk about whatever you the want. Fuck you want. <laughs> so general spoiler alert, I guess, for the season, but also if you uh, haven't whatever. seen it, like come on now. You're a K fan. Anyway, yeah, um, had two minutes approximately, I guess. Simone, oh my goodness. Simone, see me, see me, see me. We love. First of all, first of all, first of all, um, the way I was truly wet from start to finish for those runways, every <laughs> single look. I mean, some of them were not okay. great. Some were better than others. We were not all created equally in terms of <laughs> fashion and style. <laughs> but... Eight, 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 eight. Everybody ate. Even Rosé, I mean... <laughs> The oh, Scottish really? look? Get all me up. Which one? Oh, the Scottish look was good. The last one. The la- Oh my God. Like everybody had at least that? one thing it. that I was like, amazing. Oh, they had to bring so many looks. They spent so much money. That's what I hate. I was like, you made, you made all these people spend so much money. <laughs> they're like, you're going to do three runways. And they're like, ha! Oh. Three runways, two <laughs> lip sync outfits, um, one, uh, one, uh, three lip sync outfits. Yeah, just in case. Two, uh, three runways. My God, you think these girls are rich? I hope you give them a stipend this because this is too much. no I, so when i watched the first three runways i was like no wonder like some of them are better than others because mama you could only spend so much money right yeah but it, but. it was it was fun to, it was fun to watch for sure simone in the Simone's first one. one the, oh my god the first one with the, the bandana the paisley yeah. pattern mm-hmm. oh yes. my god brilliant oh, no, she I, came out with the nails oh my god in the hair holding the hair my favorite though, Which my favorite look of Simone's, that was the red one that everybody came in after. Oh, 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 oh. My favorite of all of Simone's looks though was, of course, the Timbaland look. Timberland I look we loved, we loved. Creative, subtle, subtle. No, I really was like, is this bitch from New York? Wait, whoa, 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 wait. She's not, mom. I she's gagged. Not. I gagged. I know, I know yeah. she's not, but I had to be like, wait. The Timbs? Candy Muse is shaking. Candy Muse is shaking. And it was like, damn, that was a good idea. How dare you? <laughs> Who else was shaking was Olivia Lux when she was not crowned Miss Congeniality. She really said, I came in here on the Miss Congeniality War World Tour talking about how nice I am and how kind I am the entire season. And you're going to give this to Lala Ree. And Lala was like, you know, like, ah. <laughs> uh, you know I'd what? I didn't scream when Lala Ree won because I love her. Oh, yeah. And she looked gorgeous in her like African uh, wax print gown yes. lovely she looks so good bald without a wig a bald like, like a full woman mm-hmm. like so yes good. i'm here for um, her we love her mm. uh, i love it we love to see it i i did i did tweet this morning though was like we love the outcome of this season but it really could have been an email this season was too long <laughs> you told me you told me week two that simone who had already won two wins by then was going to be the winner of the season i'd be like yeah that's great you like they yeah. were like yeah, but we're not going to crown her for another 15 weeks, so get ready. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, really? Mm-hmm, <laughs> You're going to make me wait this whole time? Um, you know, we love but to we, see it, though. We- it's exciting. We have another um, Black queen on the docket yeah. who mm-hmm. is fantastic. So I am... Another Black Miss <laughs> Yes! Oh, my Everyone God. Everyone stream Lala song, Bad Bitch Tip, because it is so good. Um, she's her. truly a rap artist um, coming for Nicki Minaj. She's a rapstress. She's a rapstress. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm not gonna lie though, for a brief moment, I was so 
once Candy had made it to the top four, mm -hmm. I was very concerned uh, for everyone's safety at that point because I think that Lala Ree is an amazing, and Denali, phenomenal mm -hmm. dancers, right? But I think that even though Candy Muse isn't like a dancer per se, she is like a performer. Like the way mm -hmm. that she lip syncs is incredible. And as someone who has seen her in person, like truly, truly, truly phenomenal. Um, and I like people were very shocked that she went into the final round, but like, why were you shocked? I mean, this is what she does. Every lip sync she's given us has been. She doesn't play around. She doesn't she doesn't yeah. phone in a lip sync ever. And I knew that like whoever she went against in the first round out automatically. And so I really got nervous when it was like almost going to hit Simone. I was like, please go down. Please go down. Please go down. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. I have, um, I'm convinced that they have a pulley and it's all they're They're not. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, if you have like the, the wheel is rigged, the, the wheel, wheel is rigged. So rigged. Um, but if you have seen the title of this episode for Pod Queens, you will know already that we have a, a special guest on with us. And I want to bring him in because I am super, super excited. He's a comedian. He's an educator of the youth of America. He is a sexy, sexy scientist. Please welcome to your ear holes, Omar. What's up? Hey, everyone. Wow, I love the sexy scientist. I think that it's been a long time since someone's called me a sexy scientist. Damn, um, but unfortunately, not first. You mix any chemicals lately? Mm. Ooh. Not enough. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now she's got that vaccine. Watch out, world. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not, not long until the chemicals are mixing. I mean, they're mixing inside me, that's for sure. Mm. Oh, yeah. Stirring up inside. Ooh, you better make sure stir. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Stop. I need my second shot now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> How are you, Omar? I'm doing good. Can't complain. This this week is this week is good. So, like, I went outside multiple times this week. Who, who's heard of that? Wow. In the Gosh. last, this, uh, the, the second dose vaccine confidence is, I feel white with that, with that, with the white man confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for that is second this... dose confidence because mama, all these people walking outside in Astoria without masks, like they're that is privileged. Just they didn't get vaccine. Just breathing raw air, unfiltered, just raw dog and air. Oh, raw unfiltered air oh. crazy to think that we were i mean pre-covid we were definitely headed towards um if anyone's seen the lorax uh you know they that. buy their air what you haven't seen the lorax i haven't seen the lorax i'm so oh sorry oh my god i am the lorax <laughs> i speak for the trees <laughs> <laughs> Is the Lorax a queer icon that I don't know about? Yes! She is, queer baby! She's a vegan queer, icon. Yes! The Lorax is a vegan icon. A gay vegan icon. And it's played wow. by Danny DeVito. And in the Lorax, they what? buy air. Um, they I buy forgot air about and that. they breathe it. And I, everyone knew. We were like, oh, we're headed towards that. But like COVID really set it up that like, yeah, bitch, you ain't breathing air, air again. It's wild. Hopefully. Well, I my I, goodness. Well, sorry. Go ahead. You're looking oh, at the Lorax right now. You don't. <laughs> no, no. I just, I just wrote something. Um, I am so excited to be present with the with all you Lorexes, <laughs> all you gay vegans out there. <laughs> Bimli Bamboulash, the original Lorax. Uh, <laughs> Wild. Um, thank you. Shout out to our UK listeners, all one of you, all of them, maybe even two, maybe even two. <laughs> and that's the end. Someone stop me from talking. <laughs> no, well, I mean, so. yeah, let's let's wade into the steamy waters of this topic, which I forgot to say at the top of the ep. Um, <laughs> what are our um thoughts around uh queer baiting and queer coding in you know our media? Does anyone have any like? like really they were like oh i need to talk about this first can, can i define the terms for the kids for anyone please who do know? yes please do 
so for any listeners, because I wrote about this on my Instagram this week, and a bunch of people like messaged me. They were like, "The fuck is queer coding? What the mm. fuck is queer baiting?" And I was like, "Okay." Um, so they're two separate phenomenons, but uh, w- similar-ish. So queer coding is the act of. Am I frozen? No. You unfroze yourself. Look frozen? at that, which we'll probably okay. talk Wait, about. Amazing. Hashtag Sorry. frozen. Mama, <laughs> let it go. We'll get to well, her later. We we'll, will. We'll get to her later. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. Queer coding. Good old Zoom. Queer coding is the act of um, creating a story, usually like a, a movie or a TV show, sometimes a book, um, in which characters are not explicitly queer but are hinted at being queer or like played in such a way so that they they appear to be queer or can be picked up on by queer audiences, but maybe not by um, straight audiences or non-queer audiences. Um, right, historically that was like, this was like a phenomenon when you couldn't tell stories about queer people when it was unsafe to do so. So uh, sometimes a lot of queer artists would queer code their work uh, because they couldn't put gay people in their work but they would still talk about kind of queer themes um through straight characters however some other like cis straight people also queer coded characters that they wanted to demonize so you know it was a it was a double-edged sword uh, i would argue that more people demonized with queer coding um so Thank you had you. like your almost every disney villain exactly Exactly. Almost every Disney villain from the Disney yeah. Renaissance was queer coded. They were foppish. They were usually gay men, usually effeminate gay men, except for uh, Ursula, who was a drag queen, and Cruella de Vil, who was a lesbian, even though she's not from the Renaissance. But um, oh, uh, but she's yeah. from my Renaissance, baby. Queer baiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Queer baiting is a relatively newer phenomenon, uh, which talks about how, uh, you know, again, shows, TV or movie, will not explicitly state that a character is queer, but they'll hint at it in such a way to bait their queer audiences into writing fan fiction or like seeing queer things in them to feel seen and, and kind of capturing the, the very lucrative now queer demographic. It's very lucrative nowadays to queer bait. Uh, yeah. So the difference is usually with queer baiting, you're not presenting them as bad people. You're just presenting the, presenting them as maybe they could be queer, maybe they're not. But by doing that, a lot of people will risk will not risk losing their losing quote unquote their straight audience by making a character out queer. Of course, this is terrible for representation because then by doing this, you're perpetuating stories where there are just no queer characters. All right, go off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, well, I mean, like- and This has been my academic lesson. Thank you so much, Gammy. I'm so excited for your TED Talk on it. Um, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> but yeah, but like also with the, I, I like the pointing out of for queer baiting too, of companies like actually saying that a character is queer and then not like not putting anything in it. Like Disney has done that where they've literally been like, this is an LGBTQ plus character. And then they're like, lol, but we're gonna cut any scene that has anything to do with it. Bam, 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 bam. And you're like, um. So like literally getting queer people to buy or like spend money to watch and ingest your art, but actually not put, by telling them that you're gonna put something that's queer in there and then not actually doing it. So like. Um, the Avengers you. being the like Avengers. The, our first gay character and it was Lydia <laughs> Man who was like yeah my husband died <laughs> they did it twice because they were gonna do With it Star in Ragnarok they, yeah they do it in Star Wars but they were gonna do it in Ragnarok and then they cut the scene entirely and then they did it yeah, in, yeah and then they did it in whatever Endgame or whatever the stupid mm-hmm. fucking shit no, no 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 it's truly laughable um, so I have a lot to talk about because truly, 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 as um, an ingester of all sorts of media, I find myself uh, queer baited mm. a lot. Um, and it's actually really fucking funny. Uh, the thing that is the best to me about queer baiting is it's so special. It's such a magical little thing because so many things have to go wrong. Um, is that a lot of times one of the main things that leads to queer people seeing um, like non-queer characters as maybe queer is the fact that there's like a lack of women. 
So I am mm. not a person who watched Supernatural, but the Supernatural fandom is like- Wild. <laughs> and wild, but rightfully so. I mean, in the first like five seasons of Supernatural, there are like really no women. There are no mm. women, any women that's introduced as a possible love interest for any, either of the two brothers <laughs> literally dies automatically. And so the biggest ship for a long time in the Supernatural fandom was Wincest or the two brothers. Like, oh my goodness. It, it like infamous. Like, if you look back, any magazine, any forum, any like little thing that had shipping poles, like, Wincest was winning by a lot <laughs> because these misogynistic writers not putting in any women so the only people that these dumbass I don't want to say dumbasses but like the well, only yeah. people are shippers yeah. right because and you, because so much of their um their uh their demographic was like you know t- younger girls so they're like who am I gonna think yeah. about is gonna like get together I guess it's these brothers they have they chemistry think- with nobody else <laughs> So I guess this is like, it truly was happening. And then similar things happened once they introduced uh, Castile. I think I'm saying that wrong, but Cass is like the other male that they introduced. And then the most popular ship became Castile because they were like, okay, great. Now we can ship him with one of the brothers. Right, we don't have to talk about incest anymore. (laughs) They're like, things can be better. You said you never watched Supernatural? I didn't, but I was on Tumblr. You know so much about it. That's what I was gonna say. This has to be a Tumblr thing because I was. I, that's all I know about Supernatural. Is just I pretty. There was. So I'm pretty much sure I watched it. the entire whatever amount of seasons it has just because. <laughs> yeah. It. I think I know most of the plot. That's crazy. The best thing that's ever happened to me though in like queer beta history is truly <laughs> Teen Wolf being like, okay, same thing, oh, right? There are gonna be like three women most of them we're not going to see one of them is already hooked up with a girl and then there's like eight boys on this show right so there's a lot of gay fan fiction that came out of it it was great um most popular ship on there was steric these two boys and second season there was a really big boom there was a lot of fan fiction that came out of steric there was a lot of talk <laughs> and the writers found out picked up on it and we're like all right we're gonna use this and they literally shot a like youtube video it's probably still on youtube you can go look at it where the two characters are sitting on a boat or a ship and they're like yeah if we win a bunch of awards at like the teen choice awards or some dumb shit like that like something will happen we don't know what it was just a phase Mm -hmm. And then cue the Teen Choice Awards with, or whatever it was that they like win a bunch of awards. And then cue season three where they go, okay, now we're going to get both of these people girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank 100. you so much. That's the big problem with Teen Wolf. A lot of, a lot of queeros that I know are very upset with Teen Wolf. Now, I, I haven't watched Teen Wolf, but if I, if I did, I would be one of those queeros upset um, because like, that's the thing. They, they dangle this queer relationship in people's faces um and 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 don't act on it so like yeah it's like okay you're just like using us and like slapping us in the face with with their dicks what were you gonna say do not (laughs) come on go back what were you freeze you did did i freeze mama called me mr freeze you froze when you said that you were gonna slap them in the face um slap me in the face with like um i don't know but by taking away this queer representation is what i said uh something like that queer representation that people are so people people ship so much and people make so many so much fan fiction queer people because there is not representation so to dangle representation in people's faces and then take it away or just never act on it that's not fun it's cruel i think because we need representation yeah representation matters that's true oh my god that's a really good phrase thanks i coined it myself (laughs) a word okay i think uh another thing it has a lot to do with like sort of the especially in examples uh like supernatural or sherlock or teen wolf it's like the exotic exoticization of queer relationships like it's it's let's just let's just give this character a little bit of spice by making them act kind of queer yeah Mm -hmm. let's 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 make them a little spicy Mm -hmm. um and make them different by 
just being being gay in whatever way that means. Shellac was so homophobic. I mean, from like truly perpetuating the idea that these two were like, that there was like some sexual tension there, even though they knew they weren't gonna ever go along with it. But then also um, their like interpretation of Irene Adler, she was a lesbian. Um, but they had her fall in love with Sherlock. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. I did not know that oh, when God. I watched the show. And so I was I like, this is a great. I was like, oh, funny. she's so sexy. She's so hot. Did not know. Had no clue. It is sexy. She is hot. But like, if you like at the very beginning, she like offhandedly mentions like being in love with women and like being a lesbian and like then they have her fall in love with, and yeah. like go to jail for this man. Like, hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. Real interesting. Isn't when, there, there's like one scene where, what's his name? Watson, who they say is in love with Sherlock, queer baiting, um, has a conversation with that woman. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the show. I'm sorry. I just saw like clips of these things. Of queer, of queer through baiting. Tumblr GIFs. You saw it through Tumblr GIFs. Uh, yeah. I saw it through Tumblr GIFs. You get it. Um, and like, you know it. he was like, uh, I, I, I don't love Sherlock. I, I like women. And then she was like, I do too, but I still love Sherlock. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything. I'm yeah. not gay. I just love Sherlock. Yeah, this is really, wild. really great. Does anyone actually have good things? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't do know. Some, do we have some? Well, maybe... that's the problem. Yeah, I think it becomes hard. When well, I think you're... that's the problem with queer baiting. I know, but so there are no good representations. No, no, no. no. But like, do you have any queer coding that you've seen that's really good that you were like? oh, this was great. I'm glad this was here. I think, so this year's Wolf Walkers, I think started out really delightful. And then they, they of course, wrap it up in the Because, uh, well, we already know that, like, anything that has to do with, like, children shows, they, they, <laughs> they can't possibly be outwardly queer. But you can mm-hmm. have as many little kids kissing each other if they're boy and girl, like, right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. But I think Wolf Walkers started out, like, really telling the story of like I think what would have been like two young girls who are just like falling in love with each other um in a way that's like not like let's talk about like kids having sex but like let's explore like what that relationship would look like and then of course in the end of the movie they're like and then like our parents get together and now we're sisters and I was like why why <laughs> sorry I just ruined the end for um everybody who wanted no, to I love that. Thank you. so sorry uh- spoiler alert oh um, I think that even if you're going to do kids movies, I, I don't have patience. It's the year 2021. I don't have time for queer coding in your movies. Like, give me queer representation. I don't want to see queer code. Yeah, I don't want to see. I get that. I do. Um, I would prefer. So I'm a big fan of Infinity Train. I think if you haven't seen Infinity Train, watch all four seasons. You don't have to watch them in order technically because it's an anthology series, but I do think that watching them in order is like beneficial. But you can also skip it and just go to season two if you want. Um, Season two of Infinity Train features a character um, called, I'm gonna call them MT because I don't wanna spoil things. But anyway, um, so MT, is basically like their entire storyline is basically a trans allegory and like what I have preferred them to just be like an outwardly trans character yes but because it was a children's show and at the time the show was like airing on Cartoon Network the writers knew and I think there's a I don't know if it was a tweet or if it was like an actual article but there was like like people were asking the like doing like a Q&A with the writers and they were like yeah sometimes you have to like when it comes to specifically like animation because you know that some things are going to be changed or censored when they get to certain countries and whatnot you either make the decision of I'm gonna do this and the people who live in the right countries will see this or I'm gonna do this in the way that the people who need to see it regardless of country will see it and so for that I think that is a good example and a good lesson in like queer coding is that sometimes it can be a positive thing because, oh, look, this story might have been censored had they outwardly made this character trans, but because they didn't, it got into other countries and hopefully people that who are trans saw it and connected with it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I think a great example and is the one that remains the, a recent staple is Legend of Korra and just mm. uh, Korra and Asami. Uh, because Korra and Asami are confirmed to be together at the end. And the, 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 I think the best part about this is actually how like both of them have other relationships earlier on in the seasons. And it's not seen, it's not seen to like, straightness is not seen to be a phase and neither is like queerness. And whether they're bisexual or pansexual or whatever version of multisexual applies to them, um, it's just nice to see that in like a, it's not the central focus, their relationship is not the central focus of any of the seasons or any of the episodes. It just so happens to be like a natural consequence of spending so much time together and being friends with people for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do in the comics, I know, go into a bit more detail into their relationship. I will say that personally, it wasn't my favorite, the depiction of their relationship, just because I think, I don't know what I would have changed, but because I know that the writers were also dealing with that same like censorship thing of like, we Mm -hmm. wanted to include more, but like it's Nickelodeon and at the time they were not having it. Um, And I think it's it's a hard time to be, a writer trying to put in queer things into like animated things because animated things are so heavily marketed towards children even though like I as an adult will watch it like if it's well done it looks good and the story's there like I will watch an animated show bitch give it to me but um you know everybody hates me but, no. <laughs> but like, I think it's really hard for animated shows specifically because th- things are often marketed towards children and then so heavily censored and edited even mm-hmm. here. And so it's a fine line between like, how do I properly show and depict this relationship? But how do I also like not get my work cut up? Like no one wants their shit censored. Right. I think the biggest thing that sucks from that is the idea that like, right, but if you were to write like, I mean, obviously there's Disney movies are all about like, you know, the princess getting with the prince. So like romance is not forbidden in things that are for kids only. It's only forbidden when it is queer. You know what I mean? Like a straight relationship in a kid's show is like totally normal. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, a straight relationship is not a straight relationship is not sexual. But a gay relationship is sexual, which is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's fucked up. But I agree with that. Like, I can't imagine being like, I really want to write this and being like, but like in 17 countries, y'all can't see it because the minute I say something like, yeah. yeah. It's- I mean, with Steven Universe, uh, several of the countries that aired Steven Universe, like there are moments where the, like all of the gems in Steven Universe are technically like female or like female coded. Um, And at some point they, they like fuse and fusing is very intimate because like their bodies become one. Um, And so a lot of people see it as sex and some of them do it because they're like, in love, right? So like Ruby and Sapphire are in love and they fuse a lot. Um, In a couple of countries, they masculinize Ruby and make Ruby look like a man or they'll like add a mustache so that they can be like, look, it's it's safe, it's fine. Oh my God. They really made it all about sex when it didn't have to be all about sex. (laughs) Why? Like no one's been complaining when no one's complaining when fucking uh, Vegeta and Goku fusion ha together and they're both men. Or <laughs> all the Power Rangers just like stand on top of one another. Yeah. Right. Oh, come on. That is one big like orgy, a... mama. Absolutely. That's crazy. It's just a the poly- the Power Rangers are poly. Every single. Are, top- are you Absolutely. kidding? Absolutely. Uh, Power Rangers, poly Rangers. Poly Rangers. Polly, want a cracker? Tweet, tweet. Call me Polly um, Ranger. Okay. <laughs> Where's your rap? Come on, come on, let's go. I'm a, I'm a rap strip. We want to see the top four rap. Go. I know. <laughs> mm, hey, girls. My name is Alaska. I got to turn it up. Alaska. Um, that's 
RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, no, what was I going to say? Um, I will say, you know, yes, there are unfortunately a bunch of countries, some of some of whom are uh, in my background, where uh, you cannot be outwardly queer and face consequences for being so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I understand why, you know, for, for getting stories across uh, throughout the world, you might want to do that. It is just upsetting i think generally that that has to be done first of all yes um and that like even so there's even in countries where there aren't those restrictions as much we still can't get much queer representation much in the way of queer representation Mm -hmm. right the fact that Um, like if we're here in america and it's it's perfectly legal like take the like if you are a media you know mogul whatever like take the lead and actually push it forward instead of like Mm -hmm. just like waiting around for like is it cool should i dip my toes i don't know it's Mm -hmm. like all of these companies just being like i don't know what to do should i put it in or not and you're like just fucking do it also not every show gets like for shows that are part of big networks like cartoon network and whatnot like yay yeah that show is going to be seen like overseas because cartoon network is like international or some dumb shit um I'm pretty sure MTV isn't international. Teen Wolf could have been gay. Y'all were just pussies. Yeah. Actually, I take that back because I hate using that word like that. Um, but we y'all love were. Pussy. I do. I love y'all pussies. are scrotums. Like y'all were being fucking <laughs> punk ass bitches. You're cowards. Yeah. You're cowards. Um, those restrictions that you're talking about leave us like desperate for crumbs. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I remember. Paranorman won a Ooh. GLAAD award. Won like best animated movie like in mm-hmm. Golden Globes 2 or something like that. Just because one male at the end said, I have a boyfriend. It was like not even a second. And yet this in 2012 or 2013 or whenever it came out was like, oh, amazing. Oh, finally no. we have someone. And I literally remember being like, oh my God. Like I remember being excited that that shit happened. But like... It was literally crumbs. Wow. And that's, yeah, that's exactly. It was huge for us, but it was nothing. That's what we're applauding. Like when it ha- we had nothing else. Yeah. That's why queer baiting is such a thing. Like they saw that like queer people will applaud crumbs. And so like, oh great. Like queer people are like a huge vocal, like oftentimes fanatic audience, especially for companies like Disney, who I would mm-hmm. love to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney is like obsessed with like queer baiting and queer coding. They're addicted. And they know they have like such a big queer audience who loves, you know, mm-hmm. there's like a whole thing of like Disney gays are a thing. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Most recently to my, well, first of all, one of the things they did as far as television goes. Sorry, baby. Can you repeat that for they me? They produced as far as television goes for Disney, they produced Disney, uh, they produced um, Love, Victor, mm-hmm. that show. I, mean, I never saw Love, Simon. It seemed like it was for oh, the right. And I never saw Love, Victor either. But they produced Love, Victor and they released it as their slate, as part of their slate of shows for Disney Plus. They there did was a show that. on Disney Plus, which would have been huge. And then kind of as time went on and kind of like, Disney Plus came out and it wasn't on there and so they quietly moved Love Victor to Hulu which they also own, Disney owns Hulu mm-hmm. um, they released it on Hulu which has a, a, a lot smaller audience than Disney Plus does, a lot less subscribers so they could Oh no, we're losing so much of this conversation. Zoom is so homophobic. I every time Gamal wants to talk about like anything important. Does Disney own Zoom? Are they I, I would Zoom? not know. Do you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they could so they moved it to Hulu, so it could kind of quietly die on Hulu because there are less less viewers, and so they could say, well, you know, there or. Um, because they just didn't want to put it on a platform like Disney, which is this like quote unquote family friendly platform. The implication being that a show that centers a, a gay character, in this instance, a gay person of color, could not be family friendly inherently. Yeah. Um, and from what I've seen of, of, of the show, I mean, it seems a little like, like I said, made by straight people, but it's very sweet and, uh, and, and gentle in its queerness. Like it's not 
it shows like a very romanticized version of queerness, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're talking about is kind of like queer shows for straight people and queer shows for straight for queer people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like in the difference of like we can we can tell like who who is writing this or who is acting this and like what's genuine or not. And sometimes and it's hard because like um I think that some writers are also really fucking annoying and being like we have to take things slow. So like one of my favorite shows ever on sci-fi was Dark Matter, which is on Netflix. You should also go watch it. It is set in space. So, ooh, cool. <laughs> um, they're outlaws. Ooh, breaking the law. Scandalous. Um, and then like, there's a lot of, some of the characters feel really queer. Mm-hmm. But- Nothing is really said or done about it. And then in season three, you find out, oh, they're gay. Ah. Um, but like, it's like, mama, why did we take so long to fucking get there? Like, just throw it in at the beginning. Like, hit me in over the head with it right away. Yeah. Um, stop trying to slow burn everything. I don't care, bitch. We ain't Casey Musgraves. Don't slow burn. <laughs> we ain't Casey Musgraves. Give it to me now. We have to take our time. We have to handle it right. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah, like handling it yeah. right is being like op- like being open and honest with what these characters are going through. Not, do you know what I mean? I feel like, um, I yeah, I feel like what happens is that like this, um, it also like I feel like then perpetuates this idea of like when you are queer that everything in your life should be something that's like subtext you know what i mean i feel like it it makes you like you as a queer person then also like walk through life wondering whether or not it's okay to be out obviously i mean obviously not obviously but like we know this but like even more so if all of the media that you're consuming that is queer is then telling you anything about you that's queer needs to be like under this blanket of like hetero subtext then like what do you do how do you how do you function in the world as well it's also why gays don't know how to hit on people <laughs> at all. And it's like, goddamn. Just accidentally Should... have the hottest friends ever. <laughs> did you see that thing I sent you, Jelani, on Instagram? I did. Like, oh just, you want to come over, take a seat? You want to sit on this chair? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. Um moving backwards in time and sticking with Disney. Uh Love Victor was the most recent uh one, but uh, I'd love to talk about Frozen. Oh, um, let's talk about letting her go. A lot of a lot of fans kind of latched on to the character of Elsa specifically. There was also some weird incest vibes with Elsa and Anna, but let's not talk about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. There's always oh, um, Disney loves incest. Like, Are you kidding? Disney's obsessed. Oh, so crazy. <laughs> Um, but there was this idea that, like, at, at the very least, Elsa is a very queer-coded co- character. Her song, Let It Go, um, really relates. I, I think a lot of queer people could find it uh, relatable as far as, like, letting go of, like, the constraints of, like, being closeted and, like, a world that doesn't understand you and, and fully being yourself. Like, obviously, a song like that, like, very much uh, queer people can very much relate to a sentiment like that. Um Elsa also didn't have a love interest in the first movie at all. She didn't really in the second movie either in Frozen 2, but like at the very end, they like showed her like maybe like glancing over at like a woman. Well, she has um, that conversation that with that the I don't know, I can't remember what their name was, but they but she has a conversation with one of the girls that they meet. Um yes. and that conver- like over like a fire or whatever and that conversation felt very heated where they're like oh and everything's like yeah me me too i know what you know what i mean and you're like oh, okay are you going to And that was and that was all, all between that was all between after frozen one when everyone picked up on the right. queer quote unquote subtext of course um and they made a deliberate choice to kind of like lean into that in frozen two but again never actually give you anything because it's a kids movie or whatever yeah um but still, mm-hmm. queer bathing. Of course. Upsetting. Of, mm-hmm. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot. for Derek. That's what it was. Okay. Derek? 
I was trying to think of the name of the other Disney show where that was kind of incesty, and I think it's Life, Life with, with Derek. Derek. Oh, Life there were with Derek. Oh, and yeah, and you were like, yes. what's going on here? But that um, was well, that show was Canadian. You know, it's Canadian. <laughs> oh, it's fucking <laughs> just different there. <laughs> oh gosh, it's a well-known stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Canadian. What about when uh when we find out? I mean, I think Sajda referred to this earlier, but when we find out, find out, or the creators say that. Uh, character is queer and like an interview later on and oh. we have no crumbs to work with to even right. discern that hashtag jk like rowling has entered the chat yeah, yeah the transphobe herself yeah, yeah the transphobe herself has come has, reared has her ugly ass head did you know that this character was gay and he was in love with this other per- like did you know <laughs> oh no i didn't because you didn't write <laughs> you definitely <laughs> didn't but i read some fan fiction that does it very well though <laughs> but you yeah, know um yeah, mm-hmm. terrible. Which is right, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Do I feel stupid?" And you're like, "No, you're not stupid because it was not fucking there." Like, right? It, yeah. yeah, and also like, what what does that give any of us? Like, what extra context does that give us to like, any of his actions? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? If anything, I feel more offended because he's an old dude just chasing after young boys. Right. You're like, yeah. I feel weird now. I feel very I feel weird. weird now. I feel like it's more homophobic that he's gay. <laughs> what do you me to do? Like, oh, yes, Dumbledore. Yes, daddy. Ooh, an old man. I mean, there were Harry. people who did. Um, yeah. They're definitely and everybody has their own kink, and I'm not going to kink shame. Yeah. If, like, Dumbledore daddy is your thing, like, go for it. But No, I'm, I'm going no, to kink shame, shame because you can do better. Um, and then they tried to make him hot they tried to make jude law play dumbledore and it's like that's not gonna fix this i i do think that jude law's hot but also but like ooh. but speaking of that's all entangled in all of this of the 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 queer baiting is like then having characters that uh, which is something that we've talked about on pod before i believe but then having characters that are queer and of course casting straight actors to oh, play them you know what i mean is like another mm. is just like i feel like all entwined with all of this of being like oh well here's a square character but they're gonna be played by a straight person and you know and we're gonna be like wow look how transformative this performance is how look crazy for this straight person to be able to play gay how wonderful for us who knew Matthew mcconaughey could do that yeah <laughs> um wait what's his name Harry Styles has queer baited me far more oh. than uh, Teen Wolf did, actually, because um, <laughs> this is also too, like the recent trend of like, and I will call it a trend because I think that like, okay, I'm gonna whisper this. Okay, say it nice. Straight white men <gasps> are fucking evil. And no, oh, oh, we knew they will. And they have, because I've experienced it multiple times, but like sometimes straight white men just like the queer aesthetic because they think it makes them look non-threatening. Of course. And then they proceed to be abusers. And Mm -hmm. I'm not calling Harry Styles an abuser. I'm just saying we need to be very careful about the straight white men that we let into our safe spaces because a lot of times they're fucking gross. Can I get an amen? <laughs> like, I I don't know how to feel. Here here's my deal. Well, yes, uh, that's correct. Um, I don't know if Harry Styles is that way. I don't know Harry Styles personally, um, and I don't know how to feel about the Harry Styles um, phenomenon because, you know, uh, is he queer baiting? Is he not? We we don't know, right? Because. Or come out and outwardly say I'm only straight or hi I am like bisexual or pan mm-hmm. or like I am otherwise queer. He has given no real statement suggesting he's otherwise other something other than straight. But here he is now like dressing in in this way, which is like fine because like I want to like I want to like deconstruct gender norms and like I think you should be able to dress however you want to and identify however you want to. On the one hand, but then I'm like. But why are you doing this? Harry Styles. No, like, literally. Yeah. And like the coming out narrative is played out and people don't necessarily need to like come out. But also if you are a straight man, um, stay away from the queer community. Stop painting your nails. 
like right like I'm you don't need to do this nails. it's 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 cool if you if you don't have painted nails you don't nails. need to give us any sign you like, don't not the 90s with bandanas uh, in our back pockets like it's okay right sometimes you personally as a straight person don't need to deconstruct gender norms you just need to call out your evil ass straight people who continue to persecute people who do mm -hmm. do that like yeah. let queer people do their queer thing and just like don't harass them for it yeah, I actually read something recently about the difference between destigmatizing and normalizing. Yes, I, I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about because yeah, I also maybe, saw that and was you're... like... Yeah, I think it's, it's not something I read actually. I think it was something on TikTok or something. So uh, <laughs> maybe I watched it and thought that I was more educated or like literate enough to read. <laughs> That's valid though. I think yeah. like there are multiple ways of Absolutely. learning and educating yourself. Um, not all can you Can you... Sure, I can, I can elaborate on it. Um, essentially, yeah, yeah. this person was talking specifically, I think, about the word partner um, in this TikTok and how, like, mm -hmm. I didn't want everybody to say that they have a partner instead of a boyfriend, mm -hmm. girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever. Um, I don't need a gender neutral term for everything because then that is a, a sort of like a daily queer baiting in a way of like, mm -hmm. are you, are you not? I just wanted to, so that would be normalizing if everybody used the word partner, but then now it has no meaning in a way um but the destigmatizing was if i say partner instead of boyfriend or girlfriend that's okay don't ask me what their gender is mm -hmm. uh i just want to i want it to be okay to say partner mm -hmm. yeah oh oh this is such a hard conversation it um, is it is it really yeah. is but like it, and and i've seen similar things with like similar thing um in like a lot of spaces like there's so many things that people are like normalize this and it's like i don't necessarily i'm queer and i don't necessarily want to be seen as normal because okay so if we're being honest okay so technically the word queer roots back to mm -hmm. like radical meanings and like if something is queer it is to be radical right and so mm -hmm. you can't in theory make like you can't normalize or make queer things mainstream because the not, purpose of exactly um and like as a queer person i am not necessarily trying to be seen as normal i just want to be able to walk down the street and not be called faggot sure. like that would sure, be sure, great sure. And unless i saw like my friend and they were like ah that like that's <laughs> fine but like you know if i could just yeah. not be targeted if i could not risk losing my job mm -hmm. or dying 100%. those would be destigmatizing and right. that'd be great right yeah like a vogue cover does not help me on my day-to-day -day life yeah Sorry, yeah Harry. and i don't want to say i don't want to like i don't know i don't know like i i i think part of like being liberated from like toxic masculinity and gender norms means saying like yes even like cis straight men should be able to wear whatever they want but at the, the same hand, time yeah. at the same time i feel like i feel like i, I don't know I, like, I want to be able to reach that point but i feel like right now we're not at that point and like queer people are being like targeted and and attacked and and threatened for expressing themselves openly and honestly whereas when a, a, a cis straight person a cis straight man might dress up in like a dress or something they're they're lauded whereas if like a queer person does the same thing they're they're penalized and that's the well and problem. because also it happens so often i feel like obviously in in celebrity cases because yeah. um oh sorry did i freeze this time no oh, okay no. um but right like when it happens uh for a celebrity right like in the case of harry styles right we don't know what what harry styles sexuality is that's fine but like the privilege of being someone who is a celebrity being able to express themselves is completely different than the average everyday person being able to like express themselves and feel safe and mm -hmm. so like it um it, it does become a matter of safety when when all of a sudden people that we at least believe or see to be straight start doing things that are from queer culture because all of a sudden it's like okay well what are you doing what are you saying is the you know what i mean why are you putting this on yourself you mm -hmm. know what i mean and so yeah i don't know i had a starting point and then i i lost the i lost the end game halfway through the sentence but it'd be like that <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. You're not the only one. I hear Marvel lost the end game too. They did. Ooh. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, exactly. And so, but, okay. So I think this is where I was going. So then that happens. And then it feels, it comes back to like us normies, us non celebs, right? And then we see that reflected in our daily life and in, in our daily, in our daily neighborhood straight friends. You know what I mean? And like, it's hard. I feel like it becomes hard when you, I don't know, when, this moving forward is is treacherous because I don't know how to do so. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get to the place that Gamal is talking about of this like of a world in which it is actually truly free to just be yourself no matter what you are. While but first having to go through the work of doing that. And that's the thing. I think that everybody wants to get to the end game and be like, isn't the whole point? Like we just want to live in a world where everyone's cool. And I'm like, yeah, but we have not done the work. So we cannot just live yeah. in a world where everything is cool yet. Like, sure. That's it was literally a gay kid in Texas who just had to sue because they were being given detention and facing like expulsion for painting their nails. Like, mm-hmm. right. The, they literally just showed up to class with painted nails, didn't want to take it off. And like, almost got expelled from school and had to like face a lawsuit right so you know um privilege. So it's hard. yeah and also I think that just queer culture specifically comes from like queer people trying to create like safe spaces for themselves and also being able to signal to each other like hey I'm queer and you know like there's a reason why we make the jokes like cuffing your jeans are gay or like this thing is gay or like gays all have this shirt and it's like yeah because this is gay culture and we're like signaling to each other and when you straight people start adopting things from queer culture regardless of what they mean or what they are um it's it jams the signal it jams jamming the signal, the signal. <laughs> radio noise radio yeah. noise yeah. Oh my God, um, unless you're straight, yeah. then you, and you adopt hanky code. Um, all the straights yeah. can adopt hanky code. I think that'd be very fucking funny. <laughs> oh, <lol>. back <laughs> in the 80s, here we are. No, I think, I think um, that's, that's really what straight people should do if they want to like, um, you know. Uh, you want to be in. Just mm-hmm. put a black hanky on your right side. Just tell a, us if you like pissing. Right, yeah. like. Just tell us on. if you like pissing. <laughs> do you like pissing? you like pissing? Um, Harry oh, Styles. Mama, well, I, I gotta piss. Oh. I gotta piss. Um, uh, well, another another <laughs> upsetting thing I think I should I should add about the uh, about the piss no, about the about celebrities. We're just talking about celebrities. I think it's also there's another layer of it is this kind of like open secret. There are so many celebrities that actually are queer that are closeted and not allowed to be openly queer for a risk of losing jobs mm-hmm. and opportunities there's a ton oh no, no there's a right. ton of them Absolutely. there's so many of them so, there I you mean, go the Laverne there's Cox a ton video. of actors who are rumored to be queer and closeted um and and some some will even go so far as to like engage in relationships for the public eye and you know uh and I think that also extends to music people are afraid that like if you're out as queer, like you'll lose. Yes. Like your teenage girl fans, which is like not a thing because Ricky Martin has entered the chat. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It is, um, it is, it is like an added upsetting thing. So like, even if you maybe wanted to express yourself as queer, like you couldn't maybe because you have all these, these older kind of backwards people telling you, no, you can't do that. Right. No, you can't, you can't come out because market research from truly 40 years ago. Um, right it's it starts to limit what you can do as a celebrity if like you know yeah they're like your ceiling is here exactly if you're not gay and 50 feet lower if you are if you are exactly unless you can wait it out until it's profitable and just release a song like taylor swift six years later (laughs) it's so cool yeah yeah i'm gonna have all of these drag queens in my video it's cool i actually first of all trinity k bonet in that video looked amazing real I'm glad that they all got their coin. That's my right? favorite part about That's it. That's true. But she paid also, every gay person in the world for that movie. I, I really just wished, I, like, if you're a Swifty, congrats to you. I just congrats. wish she was better. Um, Same. Same. Because I feel Same. like if, the opening line to that song is really so good. Like, it's 7 a.m., but you're taking shots at me like it's Patron. Like, 
that was a bar girl and then there were no more you had one singular bar in that like three minute song damn it's 7 a.m yeah that was, that was a whole over from her her rap album yeah <laughs> she held that but line like over. that line is actually so good it makes me so mad I'm like this could have been in a better song bitch yeah well uh, it's sad um I would love to even to complicate things even more because oh, this is a complicated topic. Um, maybe by bringing it all the way back to older times um, when they were, this is a bit quick, but they were like, I don't know, old. In early films, <laughs> there was this code in the 1930s, the Hayes Code or mm-hmm. the Motion yes. Picture Code of Ethics or something, yes, where yes, you were literally not allowed to discuss uh, any queerness at all. And some, some, mm-hmm artists wanted to but ha- but had to code things right uh, and even in the, ter- the the way of theater where okay i did study theater in in college but i don't know if there was a similar code for theater my guess say not as much around this time but who knows i'm not an expert unfortunately um i do know however cole porter who is a composer a uh, famous queer man. Uh, you could just listen to any one of his songs. There's one song he wrote called I Hate Men. I was listening to it. It was sung by a woman and I was like, Mm-mm. no, this was written by a gay man. I know it right now. This <laughs> I Hate Men song written by a gay man. I can tell 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kiss Me Kate. Um, Kiss Me Kate. Kiss Me Kate. But some of his songs, like, listening to it, Kiss Me Kate. Listen, listening to some of his songs, like, you can tell like, oh, like this was written by like a gay, a, a queer guy um, who couldn't talk about or who was who was afraid, pers- po- po- possibly, of talking about queerness. Um, one of his most famous shows, Anything Goes, um, features a character, the 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 the, the, the marquee character, um, Reno Sweeney, originally played by Ethel Merman, and then later Patti Lupone and Sutton Foster in revivals. Um, she's this otherwise, you know, perfectly fine woman who is friends with the main character, who is a cis straight man. Um, who she's in love with, never oh, sees um... anything but a friend. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, and, and, and she, Reno Sweeney, helps him, and they joke about how they can never be together, they're just friends, and she helps him get with another woman who is maybe usually more stereotypically femme, um, and then she, she, Reno doesn't have any partner by the end, if I remember correctly. Uh, um, I don't remember the show that much, sadly. Queer mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, uh, do you hear mm-hmm. me? Now we do. Reno Sweeney was like a coded character for uh, a gay man or like an avatar character for Cole Porter himself. Um, this uh, person who was a friends with a straight man who they could never love. There's even a song in Anything Goes where the two of them sing uh, Baby, if you're the bottom, I'm the top. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's called You're the Top and they sing it together. There's a lot of this like coded tension. Um, and he still told the story, but he couldn't actually say, that, couldn't put a gay man on stage. So he right, put, right. He, he, he coded it, the character as a, a cis straight woman. Mm-hmm. Um, all this to say that Sometimes queer coding can be done out of safety, even now, like Jelani was saying. Um, some people, especially younger writers, are not in a position where they can come out. Yeah. Um, and so if they're in that position and they're writing work that's queer coded, even though we're in a world where I think we desperately need queer representation, I do want to acknowledge and recognize that like, for some people, that's not safe. And it wasn't safe maybe for Cole Porter to do in the 1920s, the 1930s. Um, and it could still not be safe today. So I'm kind of just like a hundred years yeah. later. <laughs> it's actually, I'm kind of complicating this whole issue. It's actually really funny you mentioned the Hayes Code because I was just watching um, something about because I was looking at like horror and like queer horror because I'm a fan. Of watching James Summerton's video. I don't know if that is that the person. I don't know. Was it Monsters in the Closet? A history of LGBT. It was Monsters in the Closet. I love that <laughs> video. He also has a series. He also has. A- Ooh, Ooh, poor Gamal. I know. Jimmy Real- can't say nothing this episode, y'all. Please really? bear with Maybe us. Maybe he just doesn't like men. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Doesn't like men. Um, anyway, on YouTube. But there's a because um, there's the part where they mention um, the 
the sequel to Frankenstein, um, mm-hmm. Frankenstein's Bride is actually really gay in the original cut, but they had to like redo like the last 40 minutes of it because the Hayes Code was like, this is too gay. <laughs> wow. Um, which is really just funny. Breaking their gay dar, just yeah. no, literally, like he's supposed to, so like Victor Frankenstein is like married, but he also has this other friend, this male friend, and like him and the male friend kill the wife and they use her to like create Frankenstein's monster, right? But the Hayes Code was like, you're getting rid of your wife and you're creating life with a man. Mm, Seems gay to me. (laughs) Like, no. Um, So they changed the ending. Um, And the, not Victor Frankenstein, but like his male friend ends up dying. Um, Kill your gays, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. um, a whole other topic. Oh, we could get into that for years. <laughs> years and years and years. Although I also, they mentioned a really interesting movie, The Cruising with Al Capone, straight man, um, as the, he's a detective who goes undercover at a gay bar um, because a serial killer is like killing a bunch of gay men on the East Coast. Um, and I won't spoil the ending because the ending is actually the interesting part that I was like, ooh, maybe I want to watch this now. But I had to cancel it because, so this is the lesson in this, is that sometimes um, you put out queer media not thinking, um, right? You cast this straight man in the lead and you have this like gay killer killing men and they had like all the gays in the movie were apparently depicted as like sexual deviants or whatever, which, you know, they always do. Um, but then that, like, people saw that movie and it led to attacks on, like, gay bars and gay people. Mm. Um, and it's just a very big ball of blah. Like, you put the gays in, you don't do it properly, people die. What the fuck? I mean, if, yeah, I feel like we can come to the conclusion that queer coding and queer baiting in general is a big ball of blast. So... Like, give me the representation, but do it accurately, do it purposefully, do it willfully, do it with intent, make it good, don't kill them, don't kill us. Like, there's not this much work involved in writing straight romance. It's not. It's just not this complicated. No. 100%. I mean, I think I think that's it. I think, Jill, you said it. You said it all. So, thank you for... Period. That's on period. Period the house down wig. What? Wig? Did you say wig? I know. Wig. <laughs> Ridiculous. <gasps> ah, so we must we must move on because obviously we could be here for truly years. Eons. Yeah. Talking about this. But um, this was a beautiful conversation, y'all. I think we like, oh my goodness. We like got into it. Honey. Dollars. But we have soaked from that i'm drenched i'm i'm wet um (laughs) but we must 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 go into our coronation ceremony oh i'm so excited now omar you will become a new queen along with all of our honorary queens and us three royal queens would you prefer to crown yourself and give yourself a queenly title or would you like we three queens to crown you i i think i i've come up with one for myself oh, yes no knowing how it's how it's tourist season and, and knowing your shock at my astrology placements earlier today Mm. Uh, of Sun Taurus, Rising Taurus, and Virgo Moon. I think that I would be an Earth Queen. <gasps> ah, yes! She's an Earth She's Queen an just Earth in time queen. for Earth Day! <laughs> She's an, an Earth, Earth queen. queen! Greta Thunberg, is that you? <laughs> I was actually very shocked. Like, a triple Earth placement? That's wild. Wow. Nothing can phase me. No, you wow. are. Nothing can bother me. <laughs> Never mind, I've been disgrounded. The whites. Yeah. Do you have more Earth placements? I don't. The rest of them are actually like all over. Like I've got that's valid. That's Aries valid. and Leo and Gemini and wow. in all different areas. So. I have like no Earth placements. I have like a Capricorn. I have no Earth Neptune, placements. No. But, like, no, I have no Air tragedy. 
You, own, you have no air. No air. Uh, no, I, no I think air. I have no oh, air. I'm, I'm Jordan Sparks. Wow. <laughs> Another bar. The mall. You got to get uh, the mall. I got no air. Jordan, Jordan Sparks. Sparks and redacted. <laughs> Yo, Ariana Grande. Tell and me redacted. To, tell me write, Thank you. Hire me to write for you. Yeah, and redacted. We have to give citations to redacted. You know? Yeah. Yes. Citations <laughs> to redacted. Omar, um, I live for this. Oh, my God. What a beautiful. I love, I love having you as our Earth Queen. That is delicious. Uh, of course. All righty, folks. Well, that has been another lovely, lovely episode of Pod Queens. Omar, can you can you tell the chickadees, our listeners, where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at ethnically Omar. Ooh, ethnically Omar. I not live ethically because there's nothing. There's ethic, no ethics. Nothing, 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 nothing <laughs> me. But ethnically, you've got it up the wazoo. Omar. She's Omar. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have Daddy it. Producer Coco put it down below or wow. in the the box that we don't know where Daddy Producer Coco puts anything. Well, we I know Daddy. I know a few places that Daddy Producer Coco oh, puts yeah. things. Hey. Oh my goodness! Anyway, <laughs> you can find the Pod Queens um, at Pod Queens on Twitter. You can also um, email us if you've got like some cool stuff that you want to say, some suggestions, questionnaires at podqueens at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow Show Dogs on IG for any little little tidbits, little updates, all that good, good. Um, and I am Saj DeWay, as you should probably know by now. But if it's your first time listening, hi, it's me. And you can find me at It's Sajda on all of the social media platforms. And I've been Gamal Sawah. You can find me on Instagram at the Gamal and on Twitter at Gamal Tweets. I'm Jelani Carrington. If you didn't know, I spell my name with a Y. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Persephone's Garden with a Y. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter at Queer Messiah. And oh, there's a Y. Ah! Why, wow. Mama? Because. <laughs> because. Well, yeah, this has been great, folks. And mm, until next time. Yes. <sighs> Dot, dot, dot. We out this bitch. Pod Queens is a Show Dogs production. Our theme song was written and performed by EJ Meehan. And our producer is Conrado Falco III. To learn more about Show Dogs, go to showdogsnyc.com.